We were talking about yesterday when it came to Masashini, this is now we're going to be learning Daf Bet, that you're not allowed to use it as a mashkon. Uh, so in other words, a the malve can't go into someone's house to collect a mashkon for the debt that hasn't been paid. We also mentioned the fact what was called marhinin. Now, marhinin is it from the outset where the person wants to get a loan and offers a certain guarantee for the loan. That's a different to a mashkon. So we learned in a bright, you're not allowed to do that either. So now the question is, what happens if you did do that? Is there a knas applied? Now, according to Rastorilio is, what knas would it possibly be? The, 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 the knas would be that we actually say, okay, you can't collect your money. Literally, he says, for doing that. So the question is, now we're going to try and bring a few proofs. So, there's a few screens I'd like to share. Um, so let's begin. Okay, so this is the debate. Let's say someone eats Masasheni, his own Masasheni. Whether it's Shogag or Mezid, Yitzhak L'Shamayim. Yitzhak L'Shamayim means there's nothing else to do other than to daven to Hashem and do Tshuva. That's it, okay? There's no Knas applied. That's the important thing. That's the opinion of Dibir Rebbe Shimon ben, Shimon ben Gamliel. Rebbe Omer says, Shogag Yitzhak. Indeed, if you did it by mistake, Yitzhak L'Shamayim, Yivakesh Rachamim, that is. However, Mezid, Mezid, we say Yachzur Damim, yeah, Damav. Yachzur Damav here is, I'll read you, Reb Chaim, Rebbe Palig, the Sverlite of amazing Katsinan. When it comes to, if he does it deliberately, we apply a Knas, we yafrish Damim Shi'ur Maser Sheni, what you do, you, you separate money equal to the amount of uh, the value that you consumed. Shachava Achlam Batorat Maser Sheni, you purchase food and treat that with Torat Maser Sheni. So that's like a Knas, okay? However, what happens though, um, fine, so that, that's this, uh, this, Column here. What happens though if it's money? So, vimayu maot shogi gitzak l'shemaim. However, so shogi gitzak l'shemaim. The amazing yachzur damim limkomam di Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. So Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says when it comes to money, money is slightly different. If it was b'shogi, yes, you just dive into Hashem, right? There's nothing to do. Do tshuva. However, when it comes to amazing yachzur damim, meaning he agrees that since the money is somewhere still present in the world, you should uh, you should redeem it. In other words, shimshim kaimi chalalam. You should just put them. That way, on money that he has in his reshut. However, we find that here, Rebbe, Rebbe is again more machmir. He says bein shogig bein mezid yachzulim komam. So Reb Zrika says b'shem chizkia that what's a halacha? Halacha is like Rebbe b'maot, meaning by maot we apply knas. However, ukraban shima ben gamliel b'peirot. When it comes to peirot maaser sheni. We do not apply a knas. In other words, as we see, that's that green box we have here in the top right corner. That is it. It's just it's simply Yitzhak L'Shamayim. What we learn from here is, despite the person didn't, was over, like he, he came and eat, he ate Peirot Masashini, the Mezid outside Yerushalayim. Nonetheless, we don't apply a five. So therefore, we try and put, use this as a proof that if someone did take Masashini fruit as a mashkon, also, granted, they're a naughty boy for doing so, but nonetheless, we don't apply a knas. Okay, so Amar Rav Yila, um, so it could be Yila. There's another girs on the side that could be Rav Yila or Hila. But in any event, Rav Yila says Maser Haya Bahoruk Rebbe Maot. There was an incident, and they were actually passing like Rebbe Maot. In other words, by Maot Remachmir and Yachzur Damon, as we said. That's proof, attempted proof number one. Oye Vekahadar, I can bring you a different proof. This takes us back to Shemitah. You're not allowed to do any tree-related activities 
um, th- within 30 days close to Shemitah. Now, why is that? So, so let's just finish the point. The im nata, if he plants, or he grafted, or he vrich, havracha, if you remember, that's when you take a, that's when you propagate a vine. You take a branch and sink it into the ground at a distance, and that it, it, it ends up growing another vine in that way. Then we say yakor, he has to pull it out of the ground. That's the, that is the din. Okay. Now, why are we so machmir? I read your Chaim, if you remember, we learned this. Uh, he actually, actually goes Kamar of the Kamar, uh, Gemara Bavli for this, but I, th- I believe we discussed this together when we learned Masech Tashviyas anyway. So Amru Hatam Shia Kor Mishum Dekol Shemotei Pachol Mishoshim Yom Lifnei Rosh Hashanah. If you're going to plant within thirty days before Rosh Hashanah, Matchil Limnot Shnei Orla. The years of Orla will start counting Mishnat Shviyat from the seventh year. Umitoch Shakol Monim Shnei Orla Mishviyat. Since you're going to be counting from the Shmitah year, it looks like you planted during the Shmitah. That's why you've got to pull that out of the ground. Okay. Now let's continue. We still haven't got to our point yet. If you didn't pull out the um, didn't pull out the tree and a group peyrot mahin, what's the din of the parrot on that tree? So Rabbi Ba said that Rabbi Imi Havon Yatvin Batsur, they were sitting in Sur Ata Uv the Kamehun, uh incident came before, and Bahore Reb Illa Reb Illa um Paskin Yishbuchul Perotav. So Yishbuchul Perotav means, according to Reb Chaim, means that the parrot became Asur, another shit should be Hefgir. So it sounds like they did apply a knas because you didn't pull it out from the ground. However, Amarebi Ba, Aniloni Neti Mabalia. I wasn't, now we've seen this expression before, because when they made the gzeira, they usually did it in some sort of attic, in some sort of uh, meeting. So it's just like, I wasn't at the meeting when they made the gzeira. What's he mean by that? Meaning, in other words, Kishigazu Israel Apeirot. Delos, in other words, I wasn't there when they made it, there with a gozer and Israel on the Apeirot to say, if you didn't pull out of the ground, the Apeirot should be asul. Why the lost sphere like about you? I don't hold less or a pair. In other words, he doesn't hold it. It should be um, asur. But I can't get it to set by the eye because the way was to gather in some sort of attic. It should go in gazera. And it says, Nafkin, they went out. Beshamun, Rebion, Rebitzak, Bar Tablaya. Beshem said in the name of Rebbe Lazar, Ain Mechadchin Alexera. Now, Ain Mechadchin Alexera means the initial gazera was you have to pull out the tree. That's all the gazera was. So if you didn't pull out the tree, we're not going to add anything more onto that. An additional gzeira to say any fruit that grew should be asur. That's only in mechadshin al Similarly, and Amr of Yossi, Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Tavlai, says, B'Shem Rebbe Lazar, ain mosifin al halacha. You can't mosif on a halacha, meaning that, in other words, they said you yakor. So in mosifin, Marita Reb Chaim, lasur odet aperot. So therefore, Shmamina Miha Daf Al Gav Shavar Vasa Isur. Despite the fact they went ahead and did an Isur, Lok Kansinan Lay. They didn't apply a knas to say that the parrot from this tree should be Asur. So Tif Shot so too in our case, we should learn. Davar umashken avar behirhen. If you did take a mashkon of the Vamasasheni, or you use that as a guarant as a pre-guarantee on the loan, if he says, Nami Lok Kansinan Lay. However, the Gemara now continues. Now here we've got a Shino Giris of the Gra. It says, Min tani tani That's how you have to read it. You know, that's that which we learned that in our Mishnah only mentioned Mimashkinin and didn't teach Maharhinin, even though we know in the Bright you're not allowed to do that either. We learn uh, that's not exactly the case. That, that in other words. You should read it as follows. Like the grass says, Hada Amra Avaro Mishken Konsinoto, Avaro Vahirhen, Ain Konsinoto. Which means as follows. In other words, why didn't, if, if both taking a mash, taking a mash gone after a loan, all this mahar, uh, ma, so Marhinin, 
is also they're both asur. Why didn't the Mishnah mention both of them? Why not mention together if they're both really asur? And the reason is is because by a mashkan we apply a knas, but but by hirhen by this other pre-loan sort of guarantee, then we're not applying the knas. Now, what is possibly the difference between the two? The difference is as follows: if you've got a pre-existing loan. And the malder comes into the house and says, you haven't paid me in six months, I'm taking a mashkon. Then who's doing the Avera by selecting the Masashini? The malver's doing the Avera. So therefore we apply a knas on the malver to say, oh, you're a very naughty boy. That's it, you can't collect your money again. However, in the case of Marhinin, where the, per- where the lovers come to the malver and say, I'd like to borrow money off you and here's the guarantee. Who's doing the Avera in that context? It's the lover doing the Avera. He's the one that's offering up to use as a guarantee for, his, for this loan he wants to get, Master Shani money. So therefore, it makes no sense now that we apply knas and say that the loan should be absolved and apply it because who's suffering in that case? It's the malver, and the malver wasn't the one that did the problem. It was the lover who did the issue in the case of Hirhen. So that's why what the Gemara says here, that's why, as you can see, uh, I've tried to put this on the table to make it a little bit clearer, but that's why it says, that's why the Gemara, in other words, again, <coughs> Rabbi Yaakov Baracha said in the Rebbe Zira, he says, I can medite from the Mishnah that there's a difference between the two. That's why the Mishnah only mentioned the Mashkon, because in the case of a Mashkon, it's a Malved that did the Isur, and therefore in, it's only the case of a Mashkon when it takes a collateral after the loan has already been in existence for some time. That's when we would apply Xerah for going against this Isur of taking Masasheni as a Mashkon. Okay, let's continue. Um, next case. Now we talked about the fact you're not allowed to use Masosheni money as a, or Masosheni or Masosheni money, you'll see in a minute, as a counterweight. Now, why would you use that? Just to appreciate what we're about to do in the Gemara, is that because coins, um, it was critical that their weight was precise because coins value is also by weight. For example, we talked about the fact that if that, um, I, th- not maybe, I don't think we talked about it, but definitely in Mishnah, so we've discussed the fact that if it loses a certain amount of weight, it could be oina, it could be fraud. So therefore, there's an interest to weigh your coins to know if they are of sound measure. So the Gemara asks a few questions. Granted, you're not allowed to use Master Shani as a counterweight, but what, can you do these following things? And by the way, we, these are all leftist questions. It says, so it sounds like that not only, even if you're, you're not only, uh, so you're not only not allowed to use Masashini money as a counterweight to measure Hulin coins, but even if you want to use those Hulin coins to poder Masashini, in other words, you might think that now since I'm going to be using it for Masashini purposes, will be okay. Still, that's not good. Now, here are the questions. Hayalo sela shal Masashini. Vayal musiyamitlo. Let's say you've got master shani money, you know that they're, they're the good weight. And you have other master shani money, and you want to be, to, to be certain that they're also of sound weight. Is that okay? Because here you're not measuring chuling it against master shani, you're measuring master shani against master shani money. That's a question. Similarly, what if there are brothers um, dividing the estate? And there's Master Shani property within the estate to be divided. Can they also weigh Master Shani against Master Shani? Is that permissible? Because here, once again, it, is that considered bizayon because using it as a weight at all? Or it's not a bizayon because the counterweight here, the one thing you're weighing against is Master Shani for Master Shani. So therefore, it should be a problem. That's the question. Okay, no resolution. None. Lo yomar adam halach. 
Yayin v'tenli shemen. Okay, halach shemen v'tenli yayin. We saw that in the Mishnah. That you're not allowed to, when you go to Shalayim, to trade Masa Sheni um, with someone else, even for their Masa Sheni. However, now look at the, what the Gemara says. Aval omerlo, you can say to him, halach yayin she'en lach yayin. Halach shemen she'en lach shemen. Meaning what he can do to someone, he can say, oh, here's wine because you don't have wine. Another person can say to him, say to him, oh, here's oil because you don't have oil. Meaning, look, I'll just explain. Uh, Reb Chaim says, In other words, you can't do an, a, a verdict exchange, but you can go to someone and say, look, oh, I realize you don't have any wine. Here, I'm going to give you some wine. And the person will understand by implication that he wants something in exchange, but it's not a straight-out exchange. Now, what's interesting here is the, the Gemara goes even one step further. He says, You can even say, here, I'd like to give you wine because I don't have oil. Now, what's interesting is that that almost implies that he wants to do an exchange. And we said, you're not allowed to do an exchange. So so they, the, the Talmudian thought to say, well, no, that's Asur. You can't do that because the implication is you want to do an exchange. So they found that it was taught that it's actually more time to do that. You can, you and say, here, I'd like to give you some wine as a gift because I don't have oil. Now, the Gemara says, but one second, I don't understand. Isn't that a straight out exchange? So we say, no. In other words, if this person was taken to Beitim and said, one second, I gave this person wine and I said, I'm giving you wine because I don't have oil. He's got to give me oil back. Beitim would say, get out of here. You know, there's no, that wasn't a business arrangement. That wasn't something that was legally binding. So therefore, since it's not legally binding, when he said, here, here's some oil because I don't have wine, therefore it is... Um, Therefore, therefore, it's not considered chalipin, it's not considered a trade, and if you're allowed to do that with Master Shani. So, so the question is, but if it's not an explicit trade, what else could he possibly mean when he says, here's wine because I don't have oil? In other words, what it means is, so, so, sorry, so what, what are the, how else can we mafarish his words that it wouldn't be legally binding? So he says, because you can mafarish his words to say as follows. When he says, I'm giving, here's some wine because I don't have oil. It could be understood in another way that's not implying a barter exchange. How could it be understood? It's like saying, here's some wine because I don't have oil. Because if I had oil, I'd give you oil also because I'm such a giving individual. Right. So in other words, it doesn't have to imply that I want oil in exchange. It could be saying, look, I'd like to give you the world. I'd like to give you a wine. I'd like to give you oil, but I don't have oil to give you. Right. That's how that's why it's not necessarily legally binding. OK, next case. Now, here we do the case of Matnat Chinam. Now, already in the Gemara, we see you're not allowed to uh, do an exchange. You're not allowed to sell. However, what you're allowed to do is you're allowed to give a matnat, matnot chinam. So the question, what is a matnat chinam? And who's the mission according to? So here, I'll again summarize the sugya, um, as, as we'll see as we go along. Manin Rebbe Meir. Do Rebbe Meir amar ein matana mata kamecher. So the first understanding is when the Gemara's Mishnah says matana, it means any gift. In other words, you're not allowed to do a transaction. You're not allowed to sell master, shani, or trade it. But you're allowed to give it as a gift, any form of gift. Why? Because that's Shittit Rebbe Meir. Now, the Pnei Moshe says that's Shittit Rebbe Meir that we're familiar with from pre- previous Masech. If you recall, we said that a Mecher is Koveya, but Rebbe Meir says a Matana is different, a Matana is not Koveya. However, the Reb Chaim says it's a different case of Machlok uh, Rebbe Meir and Chachamim. That is the case of in Yovel, 
whether if someone sells or gives, sorry, gives a matana, whether that's choser be We know if someone sells their land, when it comes to yovel year, it goes back to them. The question is that work for matana as well. And Rebbe Meir there says matana eno kamecher. So therefore, since matana is eno kamecher, despite that, 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 that means that despite the fact you're not allowed to sell any masashini, there's no problem giving a gift. Okay, that's answer number one. Answer number one, it must be Shita Remer. When the, the mission is matir, Matana, it's because it's Shita Remer that Matanu Kamecha. However, Rabbi Yossi says no, Divra Kolhi. It's actually Divra Kol, meaning even the Chachamim who holds Matana is Kamecher, but it's talking about a specific type of Mecher. Hacha, it says, Hacha It's like this. Haya Adam, Haya so it seems that in Yerushalayim, people used to talk in code, okay? In, in other words, if so, in, in Yerushalayim, if someone says, what did you eat today? And he said, kayets. Now, there could be either talking about dried figs, but Reb Chaim says they're talking about like summer fruit that can be purchased for cheap. What it means is, he doesn't really mean I had summer fruit today. He means I had, I ate some bukhor, animal from bukhor. Now, that is because of bukhor, once it's like, if it had a balmum and it's shechted, since it's not nimkarim, the Italy's, it cannot be sold in a normal market fashion. It's actually sold very cheap. So in other words, he knows he had a Bechor, because just as the summer fruit, if you want to call it, is sold cheaply, so too is a Bechor. That's what was a code word. What other code word did they use? If he said, if he said, um, I had man today, what's that a code word for? He knew that it was really um, that he was he uh, he was ate master sheni at somebody else's house. Okay, ma mani tanban matana af master sheni tanban matana. Just as man was could be eaten as a was was a gift if you like, so too master sheni was also eaten uh, could be eaten as a gift. Now, what gift are we talking about? And that gift we're talking about is not as a, a present, like like in terms of I'd like to give you some master sheni, but rather as we explained before when we learned the Mishnah. But rather, if he was invited to someone's house and he was given Masashani as part of the Sa'udah, that is considered the Matnat Chinam we're talking about. Okay? So, therefore, even if you say Matana Kamecher, that's and normal Matana, even Masashani is not allowed, this is a specific type of Matana which is called Matnat Chinam. Okay? Um, so, in that situation, in other words, I'll read Rab Chaim, he says, when he's inviting someone to come and eat by his house, everyone agrees that if you're eating food at somebody else's house, that's not considered a mecher, even though matana normally is considered like mecher. However, now we bring a heitivun. Now, important to understand this heitivun is on position number one, as in Shita Brevi Meir, meaning heitivun, hare maaseh behima. We know by maaseh behima. The divreha call enunimkar. When it comes to base master behema, everyone agrees you cannot sell it. Okay, meaning it's not considered his uh, fine. But everyone agrees you can give a matana. So afzunitanda matana. In other words, what the counter argument is, is as follows: If you go to suggestion number one, we said that the Mishnah must be like Shitat Rebbe Meir because he holds matana enukamecher. Okay, but Chachamim who says matana kamecher, for example, in the Dina Yovel. He would say in our case, matana kamecher, and therefore you cannot give us a matana. That was suggestion number one. What the Gemara is saying now is, but one second, who says the Chachamim hold matana kamecher universally? It might not be the case. What's the proof? The proof is we find by Masa Behema, Masa Behema, where everyone agrees you cannot sell it, but everyone agrees you can give it as a matana. So that's a proof that despite the fact Chachamim holding one context, matana kamecher, 
doesn't mean everywhere the hold is matanaka mechet. Right, so that's the rejection of, of the of effectively rejection position one. Even though we brought the shit of Rabbi Yossi in between, that was a refined understanding of what matanakina means. Now let's look at a suggestion number three. Rav Mana says, you know what? It can't possibly even be Rebbe Meir. Why? Lo amar ele must be ele Rebbe Yehuda. Now this relates to the debate of whether this Masachin is is mat, uh, mamon gavoa or mamon didei. In other words, Rebbe Meir holds it's mamon gavoa. It's not a it is property. Only Rebbe Huda holds it's considered his property. So whose shit does it make sense that you can give it as a, that you'd be able to give it as a gift? Not Rebbe Meir's, because it doesn't belong to him. So you can't say it's Rebbe Meir. It must be Shida Rebbe Huda. Rebbe Huda Mer Asel token a chasab, it's like his property. However, once again, the Gemara brings a kasha from Masabahima. I don't understand. Haiti when Hare Masabahima divra call in a kinechasab. Everyone holds a Masabahima. It's not considered his property, not to sell it. Despite the fact it's not considered his property. Despite the fact of his property, we know that could be given as a gift. So in other words, don't try and say that this mission is dependent on whether it's considered your property or not. Because we see in Masa Bahima, everyone agrees it's not really considered your property to sell. Everyone agrees you can give it as a gift. Okay, so it seems to me we've got kashas on position number one and three, whereas Rebbe Yehud, Yossi, seemed to be the one that stuck. That, in other words, Amishu could even be the Chachamim, and there's a more, more refined understanding of what Matat means. So Matat specifically, if you're eating as a guest, that's why I explained the Mishnah yesterday. Okay, let's continue. Now, to understand this part, we have to preach what the Mishnah did. Now, the Mishnah talked about when I came to Masa Behem, you cannot sell it. Tamim Chai, or Balmum, whether it's Chai or Shachot. What was missing is Shachot. If it's already slaughtered, tummy. Now, that's an that's, a, that's an obvious uh, gap, and the question is why. You'd think that if it says einim karim tamim chai and admitted shachut, that would imply that you can sell it tamim shachut. And according to Rosh Cyrilio, so that's why it says vaha shachot mutar. So therefore, I'm reading betmiya because that's the way Rosh Cyrilio explains it. He says that doesn't make sense. I read the Rosh Cerulio. He says, It may imply that because we're talking about an animal that was shechted as a korban, right? If it's tamim, if it was tamim, it, was, it didn't have a mom, and it was shechted, that means it came from a korban. And there's no position that holds, even though it's a machlok, what the status of kochik um, kalima, whether it's your mamon, whether it's mangavoa. That's only while it's still alive. After Everyone agrees that you'll be Zoche from the Mizbeach, and what you're eating is not considered your property. So in other words, the Gemara doesn't understand why we've omitted this square here with the exclamation mark and the uh, question mark and exclamation mark. Because really, that should also be Aso. In other words, why did the Mishnah only say, It should have said, because even if it's if it's tamim, when it's shechted, you won't be able to sell it because it's not considered your property from a, a korban that's already been shechted. So, however, the Gemara then explains, no. You're right. It makes no difference. In other words, this here should be also read. However, why did it omit that box? That's because that is because when I talked about the parallel case of Bachor, where it says Bachor, you can do all these things as opposed to not. You can sell it Chai and you can sell it um, if it's Tamim. And it says also Balmum Chai Now, the problem is it couldn't say Masa Bahima 
you can't sell it tamim chay v'shachot, because in the parallel case would be in Bechor, you can sell it chay v'shachot, and that's not, not true. Because again, once this Bechor animal has been shechted, meaning as a korban, again, clearly you cannot sell it. In other words, in order to have a clear parallel between the two cases, we had to omit the case of tamim shachot, because it's not universal for Bechor, because Bechor, it's, that's the exception, Tamim Shachut. So therefore, we had to omit it in the case of Masa Behemar, the case of Tamim Shachut, as I'm pointing on the chart here, because again, it, otherwise the two cases wouldn't align so clearly. However, of Ababar Yaakov Beshem Rebbe Yochanan says as follows. Now, he's of the opinion, this is very important, because again, Reb Chaim says this would leave a kasha on, based on why Mishnah omitted the cases. However, I'll just read you. He says, the Iwusava de Masa Behemar, so he holds like this square here should be nimkarim. That, that what we'll see here is that, rather, um, in other words, all the cases by a, a master, you can never sell it, whether it's chay, shachot, bal, mom, tamim, and all the cases of Bechor, according to Rev Abba Bar Yaakov, is in the name of Yochanan, you would be able to sell it, whether it's Tamim Chai Shachut, Balmum, Nimkarim, Balmum, Chai Shachut, doesn't make a difference. All the cases of Nimkarim. Again, as Rev Chaim points out, yes, there'll be a question why we omitted the case of Tamim Shachut, but it doesn't matter for the moment. So where do we know this from? So Neymar says, Lo Yigael, Neymar Bakoanim, Lo Yimakar, Lo Yigael. We mentioned this yesterday in the Pnei Moshe. Knows, where do we know that when it comes to Master Pema, you can never sell it under any condition, that's because it says, lo yigael. And by char meikonim, these are things that have been consecrated, not uh, to the base of Migdash, but the cherem, we told you yesterday, the two type of charemim, just to correct the apostles talking about char meikonim, that's dedicated to the gift of the koanim. It says, lo yimakar v'lo yigael. So ma lo yigael amur b'char meikonim, eno nimkar v'lo yigael, af lo yigael, ha'amur kan, eno nimkar v'lo lo nigal. Okay, so so too, what we, um, in other words, just as by Kharmakon, we learn that when it says you cannot redeem it, it means you cannot sell it. So too, that's what the source, if you like, for Master Behemah, that under all circumstances, you wouldn't be able to sell it. Okay, however, just to add a few important p- w- words, this is a Shinogiris of the Gra, but by Bechor, it doesn't say Lo Yimaker and, and Lo Yigael, it just says Lo Yifteh. The change of Lashon of Lo Yifteh implies that it, there's no issue of selling it. So therefore, you'll be able to sell it under all circumstances. Okay? Rabbi Yochad Dramai Bay Kamei Rabbi Yossi, Klum K'tiv V'achor Lo Tifteh Balmum. So the question is as follows. Um, and also, I add a few more words. V'klum K'tiv Bechai. In other words, the Lashon of Lo Tifteh is only in one case of Bechor. And we tried to point to the fact, the fact that it's, it doesn't say lo yigael, but it says lo tifteh, means you can sell it, because if you couldn't sell it, you should have used a lashon like by Masa Beima of lo yigael. The fact, but that's only one case of Bukhor. And now what case is that? It says, uh, that is a case of, um, uh, one second, let me just get this correct. It says, mi k'tiv lo tifteh bebaal mumo b'chai, have b'chor shachut hu tifteh. Now there's lo yigael, uh, sorry, lo tifteh is only in one case, of where it was Bechor Shachot, okay? And if, that's the only case where it says Lord Tifteh. So how do I know about all the other cases in our square and on our chart that you can nimkarin? So the Gemara says very simply, we've got a hekesh between Masa Behema and that of Bechor. Masa Behema lo chalkator ben chai, ben shachot, ben tamim, ben bamud. 
So just as when it comes to Master Bahima, it doesn't make a difference what scenario it is. Under all circumstances, you cannot sell it. So we've got a Hekesh de Bechor now that also just as, since we learned in one scenario, you'd be able to sell it because there's Lotif Dev and it's not Loigael. So therefore, in all situations, well, you'd be able to sell it as well, according to the Shita of Rebbe Yochanan. So again, that's the Machloket, if we've seen the Gemara already so far, by a Bechor Tamim Shachut, whether you'd be able to sell it or not. Okay. Carlton, that's the issue.